It's 9.30. It's Friday the 3rd of April 2020. It's radio blogging, but it's not just any radio blogging. This is Vajak Poor Friday. Yo, yo, what up? This is Lunch Money Lewis. Hey, I'm John Newman. Hey, what's up? This is Fergie Ferg. Woo! Penis frequency clear. A children's radio blogging show broadcast into homes and schools across the world. Join Pi Corbett, Russell Prue, Ian Rocky, and David Mitchell live each weekday at 9.30 a.m. Online radio live blogging. This is radioblogging.net. And a very warm welcome to you. Thanks so much indeed for putting us first today at 9.30. We're so grateful. You've had your warm-up, albeit in fancy dress, and now you're ready to stretch your minds with some fabulous creative writing. A very good morning to everyone. Thanks so much indeed for joining us today. You can get in contact. We'd love to hear from you. Email is open and fully functioning, so drop us an email, radioblogging at gmail.com. If you're a mum, carer, dad, uh, friend educator anyone who's listening get in contact we'd love to hear from you tell us where you're listening from as well please uh, you can tweet us as well we're on twitter we're at radio blogging we have a text service that is open your data is safe with us and texts are free from most mobile phones it's 07624802272 now Today is special on so many levels as well as our fabulous guest it's also someone's birthday today it's mr corbett's birthday pie corbett's birthday and if you would all please be upstanding and join me in a fabulous rendition of this oh well done many happy returns of the day sir how are you well that was like listening to um, the bbc national orchestra and choir it was a wonderful rendition. I'm very, very good. Thank you, Russell. I got up early this morning. Um, I, I don't know why. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I have my bus pass, as everybody knows, but I still get excited by simple things like my birthday. I get excited at Christmas time. The holidays and the celebrations are always, uh, always fun. So uh, I've made my bed. I've had my porridge, special porridge this morning, Russell. We had uh, on the porridge a little bit of honey, some yogurt, sliced banana, and some nuts. Delicious. Sets you up for the whole of the morning, I tell you. I've done my teeth. I'm downstairs. The aged aunt phoned. The dogs have behaved themselves, crispy and crunchy, all well and good with her, which is always great, but lovely to check in and make sure that we are keeping in good contact with uh, aged aunts and granddads and grandparents, members of the family, etc. Everybody likes uh, a phone call or an email. So all of that's been done. It's all very important. And the socks this morning are special socks. Do you know, when I was in Australia, because of the socks thing, I don't know how they knew this, but two people travelled about 300 miles because it's a vast country, Australia, and they brought with them two teachers. They brought with them a pair of socks for me. Wow. And on the socks, there are two parrots, beautiful parrots. So I have on the parrot socks, Russell. Russell, do you know what, um, I, you don't know this, but I'm a bit of a twitcher. Uh, and that means I don't sit twitching. What it means is uh, I'm a bird enthusiast. I'm a birder. I love looking for different types of birds. And I do that from the windows here and from the garden. 
uh, and when I'm out on walks. Uh, and parrots are one of my favourite animals, one of my favourite birds. Do you know what sounds like a parrot but is orange? No. What sounds carrot. like a parrot and an orange? Sorry. A carrot. Oh, yeah, we was, oh, sorry. Hold on. Hold on. We just need to do that again. Right. Off. You go again. Off you go. Right. Give it to me. Right. Do, do you know? Do you know yeah. Do you know what sounds like parrot? No. Uh, I, but is orange. I don't know, Pi, what sounds like a parrot and is orange. A carrot. We still need to work on your timing. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's terribly funny, though. <laughs> no. Yes, but not at the Just right time. It wasn't. I don't. Falling timing. But I think we've got the joke. Um, okay, so. Um, straight into some games, I think. But just before there, a lovely uh, picture somebody sent of Alice, who's clutching the cat. I think it's a cat called Beano. So hello, Alice and Beano. You're very welcome. Now, we always start with some warm-up games. And the first one is the word waiter. This was invented by a fellow teacher. Some of you will know him, called Brian Moses. He writes a lot uh, for children and goes into schools and um, over the years has, has sold over a million books, which is pretty amazing. Um, and if Brian's listening, good morning to you. But we invented a word waiter. And the idea was that every morning he would send one child from his class and I would send one from mine. And they would arrive rather like waiters holding a plate or a tray. And on the tray, we would serve up words or challenges to the other class. So we always used to look forward to somebody, a child from Mr. Moses' class coming along, the word waiter. So Russell and David, if you could serve us up two words each, we'll write the four words down. And then our challenge, Ian, is to try and make a sentence. And your sentence, Ian, will obviously be different from mine. So David, what have you got for me? Oh, um, two words. I'm going to go. My first word is going to be uh, tornado. Okay. Uh, and the sec second word, um, Asda. Okay, tornado. Russell, what have you got? Porridge is my first word. And second word, socks. Okay, Ian, do you want to go first or shall I? Um pie i think and, and by the way what a pleasure to be on air with with you this morning on your birthday happy birthday i Thank think you. um as the expert can you go first and set the scene set the tone okay so you're buying time i i understand i am <laughs> of course okay so uh mine's it well, this is easy um um in order to escape from the tornado that was ravaging the car park i nipped into asda so that i could buy a very large bag of porridge and renew my rather mouldy parrot socks. <laughs> <laughs> Capital letter and a full stop. Boom, boom. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm on. Realizing that my porridge stocks were low after having eaten so much, I knew I needed to pop to Asda. Other supermarkets are available. However, a tornado was whipping around outside, taking with it a washing line full of my best socks. Oh, stunning, stunning. Excellent stuff. Lovely game, folks, that you can play at home or in school. Um, we went for four words. I'm wondering now whether we could put that challenge up and get more words, actually. It's interesting. Do you think it gets harder with more or easier with more? I don't know. Experiment a little bit. 
So what we'll do is we'll play the other two games and then we'll have uh, a musical break and some shouts out while whilst at home and in school you have a go at the game. So the second game, we've sort of played this before. This is the UFO game. So the UFO game involves um, UFOs are unidentified flying objects. Now UFOs involve, this involves, Russell, I've asked you to give us three adjectives that start with you. David is going to give us three nouns that start with F. And Ian is going to give us three verbs that start with O. And then I'll read out the three mini sentences. Because actually, in order to do a basic sentence, um, well, really, all you need is a noun and a verb. But we can bung in an adjective. So we've got adjective, noun, verb. And we can dress it up a little, but it gives us a basic sentence. So... Um, Russell, you're on the adjectives that start with you. What have you got for me? I have unique, yeah. unforgiving, yeah. and uneasy. Okay, so the noun, that was the, is the F, that's David. Oh, I've got um, farmer. <laughs> <laughs> that was my impression of Ian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, thank you. Uh, fox. Yeah, and... and Fly. Brilliant. Okay. And now the verbs. The verbs are the engine to the sentence. Without a verb, the sentence doesn't work. The verbs make the thing happen. So what okay. have you got for me, Ian? I've got oinks. Oh, like a pig oinks. Yep. Indeed. Obeys. Obeys, yes. And organizes. Okay. So when I put them together and do this randomly, <clears throat> we have UFO... We have a unique farmer oinking, an unforgiving fox obeying, and an uneasy fly organising. And there we've got three slightly weird sentences. Great game to play. And now we're going to play the third game. And this game, I think, came from the great Roger Stevens. Roger is a poet, and we'll have him on next week. We've got a, uh, uh, one of his poems, a bit of an interview. I think I got this from Crossing a River. A bit, uh, this one from him crossing the river. The idea is this. Um, we're standing at the edge of a river, Ian, okay? Yes. And it's a big river, like the River Thames or something. So it's a very mm. big river. How do you get from one side to the other? Now, you can be creative. You could say, well, I'd walk and find a bridge. But that's a bit boring. So what we're going to do is we're going to make up some magical ways of crossing this huge river. I'll start us off. Okay, so to cross this huge river, I would... Um, wait until it is very cold in the winter time. Go into the forest, find a frost giant, lead it to the edge of the river, get it to breathe on the river so it freezes, and I would skate across. Over to nice. you, Ian. Thank you. I would uh, go into a deep, dark cave. I would look behind all the rocks, find a lamp, rub it, at which a genie would appear, and I would ask the genie to grant me a wish to get to the other side. Okay, the magical wish method. I would fly on a dragon's back. I would wear rocket wings and water skis. Ah, so it would be rocky on rocket wings. I, <laughs> I would find a herd of elephants, line them up at the river, get them to dip their trunks into the river, and then on the count of one, two, three, I'd get them all to suck the water up. And then I would run across the riverbed. Very good. 
I would grasp a thousand balloons and float over. Okay, I would get a hundred crocodiles, get them to lie in um, a straight line, and then one, two, three, I would leap like a like one of those loggers in Canada. I would go from crocodile to crocodile to the other side. Both and, brave and brilliant. Yeah. I would get uh, a telescopic pole vault which systematically came out as I ran, put it to the bottom of the riverbed and get myself to the other side. Okay. The other day we had unicorns, so I'm definitely going to, first of all, summon myself a flying unicorn. Second, I would feed the unicorn on stardust because I happen to know that this unicorn loves stardust and uh, bargain my way onto its back so that it would fly across the river. Can we have a final one from you, Ian? Final one from me. I would set myself up with a magic ramp, which I would cycle up to at great speed, hitting the ramp, taking me high into the sky, across the river, and safely landing on the other side. Brilliant. Okay, so, Russell, we've got the three games in the bag. We've got the word waiter, so we can play this in twos or threes or fours. Serve each other up with words, and the challenge is, can you make a sentence out of those words? And then we've got the UFO game, where you can go for lists of nouns, <clears throat> adjective, noun, verb, and you get funny little sentences. But that lovely creative one you can do orally, bouncing it backwards and forwards, thinking of different ways of crossing the river. And while everybody is having a go at those at home, I think it's time for our... I'm getting very excited. Is it going to be Muppety music? It's not going to be Muppety music, but I'm sorry to disappoint you. I'm going for something more contemplational, something more gentle. So we've got some gentle music, but we will return to the Muppets because they're so incredibly popular. It's just coming up to a quarter to ten. Start the day with a slice of pie. This is radioblogging.net. This is radioblogging.net, broadcasting live across the planet. Ah, theme from a summer place, some lovely music in then. Right, uh, whilst that was playing, we had a tweet in from Rachel Orr, um, fabulous colleague uh, and just just gorgeous. She's recorded a happy birthday message and I'm just going to play that right now. How about that then, Pie? That was um, what? nearly live over the internet from Rachel Law. Thank you so much indeed, Rachel. Wow. That was lovely. And thanks so much for allowing us to, to play that into the show there. My goodness, everyone mm. is celebrating your birthday. I know. What a treat to hear Rachel singing. I, I, she, she does do proper opera, oh, as yes. you can hear. Yes. I mean, she's, a, she's a wonderful singer. And um, when I first met her, she was um, a new head teacher working in a fairly tough, well, very tough ex-mining area. 
um, and a lot of the children were really struggling, the staff were struggling. By the time she left, it had become a great school. She's one of our uh, great head teachers in this country and uh, a lovely, lovely thing. Thank you so much, Rachel. That, that really moved me. It was great to hear you. Tickling the ivories. And my goodness, what a voice, Russell. Indeed, what a voice, what a voice. We must have her again. That would just be lovely as well. So what have we got next, Pie, coming up in the show? Well, we ended um, last time, we ended um, with, uh, we always end with a little activity that leads into the next day. And Varjak Paul, the great uh, novel that we're looking at and thinking about today by S.F. Said, I've got my copy here. I'm doing what I always do with a book, Russell. I always flick the pages and give a... <laughs> a sniff i'm a book sniffer i don't know if anybody else always smells the book um books are lovely things one of the special things about this book is you've got the story is a cracking story it really is very very exciting but there's a richness and there's a depth and a quality to the writing uh, which stays with you and the, the main character stays with you but also it's wonderfully illustrated the illustrations are part of the story they really do actually bring the story alive and add to it so it's a marvelous object to have we ended last time by asking people to record uh, a piece of magical poetry about a blue cat now it's a blue cat because varjak poor is a mesopotamian blue uh, uh, cat uh, and so we've got the blue cat dreamed and dreams are very important in the book and and we'll come to that all later on and i think we've got two people who posted up uh their poems am i right in saying that we yeah, have I'm indeed right. and oliver is going to go first here's oliver's recording This is radioblogging.net. Out of the blue cat dreamed he appeared tiny. Out of the blue cat dreamed his fur went emerald. Out of the blue cat dreamed the world went transparent. Out of the blue cat dreamed a house came alive. Out of the blue cat dreamed the pure snow fell. Out of the blue cat dreamed the grass went black. This is radioblogging.net. Well, thank you for that, Oliver. And um, great that you've had a had a go. You've got it on there. We only had two posts on that one, which surprises me because um, it's an opportunity to for you to record. We'll come to this at the end of this session again, but it is an opportunity for people to write craft it spend some time in your notebook crafting it going over it revising it improving it practice your reading and then you can record uh, your piece of writing and we'll do this at the end of this session let's see if we can get a few more um entries posted up russell we only had two we had um oliver's there well done oliver great stuff glad that you were brave enough to have a go and lead the way we also had sachin as well am i right in saying that you did indeed and let's have a listen to that one now after the blue cat dreamed people with a green thumb started swimming after the blue cat dreamed toilets flushed towards the ceiling and blankets provided chill after the blue cat dreamed attics went underground and basements went up floors after the blue cat dreamed, planes flew down instead of up, and bubbles travelled down. You could only skate on thick ice, 
and only have yellow blood. After the blue cat dreamed, stories were told, but not a word was heard, for magic had occurred. This is radioblogging.net. Okay, and I love the way that uh, you read that because you slowed it down, you got the pace, you savoured each word. We've talked about that before, the importance when we're reading aloud of savouring the words. Lovely piece of writing, and I like the way you played around with it. Great stuff. Well done, Oliver. Well done, Sachin. Let's get more uh, folk um, recording at the end of this session. I think we should actually go straight to the first Padlet because I know... Uh, the children will be absolutely wanting to get on with it. So what I'm going to do, I know that SF um, is inexperienced at radio blogging, so he should be clicked on to today's show. And if you scroll down, it says activity one, and you can see some cats and some dogs. And those of you who know the great book by Jack Paul will know one of my favorite characters is the dog called Cludge. Cludge, what a great sounding word. So what we're looking for, SF, is if you scroll down a little bit further, you will see um, a, a large black box. It says cats and dogs, simile sentences. Now, in order to add on an idea, all you do is you look at the bottom left uh, right hand corner. There's a pink circle with a plus mark. If you put the cursor on that and click, a box appears. And I'm just doing it now at the top of the box. It says my name. So I, I just type my name in and then I go down one. I'm now going to write a sentence using a simile and I can be prompted by my imagination or just look back up at those pictures. Look at those eyes on that cat. I wonder if I can get a, a simile sentence there to describe the cat to bring the picture alive. So I'm writing the cat's amber eyes stared like now i've got to really think carefully about my simile because i don't want to write a cliche like um like golden um like golden like tiny golden suns like swollen can you hear how i'm fishing for the words there like swollen golden suns planets i go for planets i think so i've got i've written pi the cat's amber eyes stared like swollen golden planets. And all I then do is click back on the Padlet and it says on it now, awaiting approval. And what happens then is David is uh, and Ian, they are as fast as they possibly can approving. And what that means is they're double checking that everybody's written something sensible. And <clears throat> folk, remember that capital letter full stop. Remember to reread it and double check your words, best words in the best order. Uh, and also you may well uh, want to tweak any spellings. So I think while this is going on, the Padlets usually go crazy very quickly. Everyone knows what they're doing now. We're writing simile sentences and think about not just the eyes, but the whiskers, the claws, the tail, the fur. Look at the way that dog's ears are, are poking up. Um, and there's a cat just below that dog. Look at the way in which it's that cat is arching its back, hissing, spitting. 
So plenty of ideas roaming around there. Take a detail, create a simile. And while we're doing that, Russell, shall we have a musical interlude and some shout outs? We shall indeed. I'm going to do a couple of shout outs first uh, and then a musical interlude and then on to uh, Dave and on to uh, Ian, if that's okay. A text message in from the John Moore Primary School. Hello in Tewkesbury. Lovely to hear from you this morning. Happy birthday, Pi. All the teachers and families from John Moore Primary School, Tewkesbury. We've been listening into every show thank you it's been really fun thank you that's so lovely thank you very much indeed for that message also hello to st bernadette's uh, primary school st burns there thank you so much indeed uh, to again a big thank you to rachel Orr for a splendid performance honestly uh, i've retweeted that out listeners so that you can play it but don't play it right now played at the end of the show uh, just a gorgeous and she's used voice record pro what a great great skill there maria richards thank you so much indeed uh, the ridge primary school good morning to you to Anne stockwell hello wishing pi happy birthday matthew and i are tuning in uh, good morning to matthew and i thank you warren road primary school big fans of the show wishing you many happy returns of the day thank you for inspiring all our children and teachers uh, not only with talk for writing but also with radio blogging who would have thought it uh, many happy returns from all at Warren Road. Thank you so much to Raffaella. Thank you. Indeed, my daughter loved reading uh, the book and my son made me buy him a copy. Good. Well done. I'm worried that he might have to wait too long to continue reading at school is closed. Well, he can always read it himself and have other people read it to him as well. To Mac Carlaker, thank you so much indeed. These teachers are brilliant. That's lovely. Uh, Jamie Thomas, hello to you again. Uh, to Kev Weekly, hello. Um, I hear it's someone's birthday today, Kev says. Happy birthday, Pi. Mm. Best wishes from... Uh, Carla Amber uh, Weekly and the family keep up the good work your sessions are truly making a difference thank you that's very kind of you Raffaella again saying how she excited Maria I just love your memes they're just gorgeous uh, there's a better joke here I'm not going to do it because that's all about timing as well uh, SF is busy tweeting along in our timeline and a very good morning uh, thanks so much indeed uh, for coming in and, and uh, reading for us today Mrs B hello and loads 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 more some more from Ian just after this next piece of music now i'm afraid we've just had far too many requests for this here it is again oh that's fantastic that kind of reminds me of uh, when i was a head teacher and we did assemblies at school and we introduced a song and the children only really knew the chorus the verses kind of went like he did in the middle a bit quiet but then the chorus came in and suddenly everyone was at it again that's fantastic one of the best things about the show i'm certain of that now uh, we're just looking at the padlet uh, guys now, I'm, I'm busy approving these as they come in and for anyone who's new who hasn't uh, used this yet remember we click uh, uh, refresh and once we click refresh we can see all the padlets that have been approved however there's one feature i've not explained about this that if you on your own padlet your post-it note you can spot that you've made a mistake you've forgotten a full stop or you've missed out a capital letter one of those basic things if you hover over your own padlet or tap on it if you're on a, a touch screen device you will see an edit button appear on only on yours that you wrote on no one else's this works um, and there's a little pen or a pencil and if you click on that you can then make your edit but any edits you make also need to be approved again um, just to make sure everything's safe so if you do spot a mistake you can go and change that okay so i think at this point if i hand over to uh, ian ian what have you got in store for us now 
Thanks very much indeed, David. Yeah, the time, one minute past 10 this morning on Friday, the 3rd of April. Show 10, my goodness me. How exciting is this? Varjak Paul Friday. I've got some shout-outs here on, on our Facebook page. Thank you very much, Kirsten. It says, Joe's mum here. I'm so proud of his writing and his confident reading. Thank you, Radio Blogging, for the entertaining shows. They have kept the children interested. Well, thank you for getting in touch. Yes, don't forget, we are now on Facebook. Like us and recommend us to your friends. Hello, this is Liam from Camberwell, listening to the show with his dad. Thank you to Pi, David, Ian and Russell for doing the show. Happy birthday, Pi. Lots of those coming up in just a second. Nicola says, massive thank you to Pi, Ian, Russell and Deputy Mitchell for all that you are doing. Part of our daily routine, a great warm-up for me before I start working from home. Shout out to Poppy and Max in Beverly, East Yorkshire. Indeed, a shout out to all of you. Now to the contact wall. Mrs. O'Brien, excited and a little sad as Varjak Paul was our class book and we didn't get to finish together. Shout out to all from Willow Tree Harrogate. Vian says shout out to 5A at Warren Road Primary, our friends at Warren Road. Mrs. McCalmont shouts, she says hello to Willow class from Stone with Woodford. You make me proud. George is on there as well. He says hello and happy birthday pie. Anushka, shout out to all of 5C from Warren Road. Beth and Toby, shout out to pie for his birthday and to the children at Tatsfield Primary School. Jess has said a shout out to everyone from Stone and a happy birthday to Pi Sachi. Hello, Sachi. Welcome back. Happy birthday from all of us across the world. Hope you have an awesome day and shout out to 5C and Mrs. Cammy's my epic teacher. Miss Little says happy birthday, Pi. And another huge shout out to Stone with Woodward. They are such good friends there at Stone with Woodford Primary School. Looking forward to today's delights. Oh, the box is barely open, Miss Little. You have got so much more to look forward to in store this morning. Dev says, uh, very good morning to you. Krista says, shout out to the NHS. Happy birthday to Pi. Absolutely bang on there, Krista. Thank you so much. Jake and Robin are saying happy birthday, Pi. Also, people coming in with shout outs on the comments. Uh, Deb says, good morning. Hello from Misty. Uh, uh, somebody, Zoe says, happy birthday, Pi. Have a great day. Uh, Oliver says, hi, happy birthday, Pi. Excited for today's show. Tenth day listening. Oliver, thank you so much. And if that is you, Oliver, who did the audio recording, fantastic job, broadcaster in the making zoe says i love this show so much the games are really fun noah says this is my first day today noah what a great day to pick leisha says happy birthday pie so does archie noah says happy birthday toby says um i would share a drinking potion and a hitch on the lift on the back of a gray heron to get over the river i wish i'd thought of that good morning nicholas good morning benjamin good morning ollie Good morning, Miss Hall as well. Good morning, Lewis. Good morning, Nicholas. Hello, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Yes, indeed. The Smith family. Yay, it's Friday and it's Pi's birthday. We are ready and waiting, still wearing our fancy dress from Joe Wicks. Come on in. You are welcome. This is radio. We don't need to see what you look like, but I'm sure you look sporty and fit and healthy. Lisa, happy birthday, Pi. I wish you a great time on your special day. And Abigail and Mrs. McKinnell says, Elodie, Rosie, Oscar, Robin and Mrs. McKinnell are all listening from Thames Ditton Junior School. Please, can we get a shout out? You absolutely can. And one more, and I'll come back to the rest later. It says, good morning, gentlemen. Would you give a shout out and a big thank you to Pie Corbett for rekindling my passion for porridge? I had quite forgotten <laughs> how delicious it can be. This is public service radio. Pie will have heard that. And actually now it is pie over to you for the next activity birthday boy okay thank you very much everybody that's really kind of you and um 
The one thing that I'd like to point out just before we go to activity two is David said, refresh the page. And when I first heard him saying that, I kept looking around thinking, how do I refresh this thing? And then he told me, you go right up to the very top and right at the top above the orange uh, menu there, there is a line that, and it says radioblogging.net. And on the right hand side, there's um, half a circle with an arrow on it. You put the cursor on that, click that, and then it takes a moment, but it refreshes the page. And that means if you scroll down, you can suddenly see all the different posts that have gone up and been approved so far. I put two or three up. Um, I can see that SF has put one up as well. Thank you very much. The cat's eyes glowed like liquid golden fire. Lisa, the cat's eyes as grey as a rainy day, looking dreamily into the dog's eyes. Well, if you know the book, Cludge, all the, um, is, uh, well, I'm not going to spoil it for you. And there's a, a photo there of Marthy, aged five, having a go at writing a sentence. Well done, Marthy. Lovely to see you hard at work there. And we usually get hundreds on the Padlets. Now, if we go down to activity two, you can see a city scene there smallish photo in the middle and i can see a cat it looks like what i call a marmalade cat moving along and below it is the actual padlet the cat in the city uh, and again same procedure click on the um on that pink circle with the plus mark up pops your little box and then put your where it says title put your name so i'm writing pie and then it says write something so i click down there now the idea here is we go for suspense sentences as if we were in the middle of writing a really exciting part in the story it's night time our main character our cat is out on the street or in an alleyway obviously a dangerous place for a cat to be and use your imaginations we've got shadows we've got lights we've got sound we've got bustle we've got cars uh, all sorts going on. So choose out a detail, an aspect, and try and bring it alive and create what I would describe as a suspense sentence. So what I'm writing is I'm thinking of a police siren. Uh, a siren screeches. So I've sort of brought the siren alive as if it's like an animal. A siren screeches across the night. Full stop. Double check it. Yep, everything's right. It's as I would like it to be. And I click for acquiring approval. Now, while we're doing this and you get into your suspense sentences, uh, my second one is actually going to be about the shadows. I'm going to bring the shadows alive and have them growing faces in the darkness. So while everybody's having a go at the suspense um, sentences, Russell, when you spoke to SF, um, I think he talked at one point about the importance of reading at this particular time, um, getting your heads buried into books or comics or annuals, whatever it is, and uh, all of us just losing ourselves into that other world that a book creates. Um, have you got that to hand, Russell? I have indeed, and it's a beautiful mm. message, a message of mm. positivity, and we're very mm. grateful for him recording it. Here's that message from SF. Hi, I'm SF Saeed, the author of Varjak Corps, The Outlaw Varjak Corps, and Phoenix. I feel um, right now stories, poetry, arts, all these things are 
actually more important than they have ever been before. Just the other day, um, I was feeling a little bit overwhelmed by all the news in the world at the moment, and just thinking, what, what am I doing? Making up stories, you know. Uh, and then I was picking up a children's book that I loved, and I started to read it, and within two or three pages, I was deep in the story. About 100 pages later, I came out of it feeling utterly refreshed and revived and renewed. And I think that's what these things are so good at and so powerful and important right now. So one message I would give to anybody right now, read for pleasure. Um, don't worry about trying to find something really educational uh, that you know your kids should be reading. Let them read stuff that genuinely thrills and excites them and transports them, takes them somewhere else, helps them use their imaginations because I think those are the things that are gonna help us all get through this stuff right now. So I think pleasure in reading, in writing, write for pleasure too. Write stories you really wanna read yourself. Draw for pleasure. Make pictures of stuff you love to look at. Um, I think that is so, so, so important right now and I would urge everybody to to, 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 to do all of that. Just just get stuck in and enjoy yourselves because that's the best way to get through something like this. This is SF Said and you are listening to radioblogging.net. Okay, well, the whole thing's gone absolutely crazy. We've got so many posts um, coming up that um, poor old David can barely keep up with it. So be patient. Your 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 uh, sentences uh, will appear uh, as we go along. I've got three up on the cat in the city. These are our suspense sentences. I've got my sirens screeching across the night. I've got shadows grow faces in the dark, shifting silently. So I've sort of brought them alive. Street lights cast pools of light on darkened streets where a cat crouches. Now, sometimes it's good to do fairly um, long sentences because you can build up description, you can set a scene, you can get some action going. Other times for suspense, we just need short, tight, punchy sentences. So if I was doing one about Varjak, I might write, here I go, Varjak, um, hang on, Varjak. Um, Barjack paused. And the thing about a short sentence like that is the reader is then thinking, why? Why has Varjack paused? It's, it's like a little hook. It makes the reader want to read on and find out what is going on. Why has Varjack paused? So sometimes we can have long sentences, sometimes those short, tight, punchy, dramatic sentences. Now, I want to say a little bit about adjectives because it is tempting to put lots of adjectives in and um, you can end up with sentences a little bit like this. Let's imagine we're describing Varjak and Varjak hasn't eaten for a long while, so he's going to be quite skinny. So it might be tempting to write um, the skinny, lean, thin, slender cat. And as you can hear, there are too many adjectives. So I'm going to ask you all to be very careful with those adjectives. Choose them with care. Each word must earn its place. Let me give you an example with the dog, Cludge. Let's say that uh, we write, um, the savage dog bit into the man's leg. I mean, do you really need to say that it's savage? It's biting somebody's leg. It's pretty obvious, isn't it? So 
choose carefully. Each word must earn its place. And watch out for using two adjectives or three adjectives that sort of mean the same thing. Really, an adjective should earn its place by adding something new that the reader didn't know and needs to know in order to move the action forwards. So let's be really fussy uh, with our writing. Choose our words with care. And as David was saying, reread what you've written. Double check it says what you wanted it to say. I always find reading it out aloud is very, very helpful because then I can sort of hear whether or not my sentence works. Now, that was a great piece by SF talking about the importance of reading. And I've got two recommendations for you either at home or in school. I don't know, but I, well, I do know a lot of you will know, but perhaps not everybody. Letters from the Lighthouse by Emma Carroll. Now, mums and dads and teachers, if you uh, like me, if you were brought up on Enid Blyton and love adventure stories, this is like that. This is an absolutely cracking story. It's set in the Second World War. It involves a missing sister. It involves codes. There is a lighthouse. There's even a little dog with the main character. Has It has everything that you need. It's a really well-written fast-paced adventure would make a lovely bedtime story and just recently i've written i've not written i wish i had i read a great book by somebody called thomas taylor and it is called malmanda and malmanda um a main girl and boy characters um very exciting again little bit scary edge of the seat stuff well written a fast-paced adventure an absolute gripper of a book a couple of great recommendations i'll do some more recommendations on different days now, I think probably we can go down, um, Russell, and I'll just um, look at um, setting the scene. So underneath the second padlet, we've got our first um, blogging post piece here. So if you click on that, SF, um, it's an, an orange uh, rectangle un underneath the padlet. It says setting the scene. OK, and we go into a challenge here. So this is perhaps the beginning of a story and instead of varjak i've created a cat called zelda zelda claw and this first paragraph sets the scene all night thunder growled overhead zelda crouched in the darkness staring wind lashed the glistening tarmac and the street lights flickered zelda shivered where could she escape from the rain so what i've done there to set the scene i thought about time of day weather the weather so i was trying to create an atmosphere that scares the reader so i got a scary time of day scary weather i brought the weather alive with that growling and then i've got my main character's response i'm seeing it in my head the weather the thunder the lightning and i've got zelda there and i'm suggesting that she's scared by saying zelda crouched in the darkness staring wind lashed the glistening tarmac so we've got a little bit more desperate weather there and that short, tight, punchy reaction, Zelda shivered. And then the rhetorical question, where could she escape from the rain? Which is what Zelda's thinking, but also prompts the reader to think, yep, how is she going to get out of this? So that makes a nice opening. It doesn't have to be one paragraph. It could be one or two. But at the beginning, setting the opening, but making it a bit suspenseful by using darkness, having a main character on their own in some dodgy weather uh, and... The challenge is then to, for, for the, uh, everybody listening, to write your own setting the scene. So create a name for your cat 
and place them. It could be in snow, could be mist, could have a storm. Whereabouts are they? How do they react to what's going on? And you could draw in that nice little rhetorical question. Write your first name and school's name in the box, tick the I agree to privacy, and then click the button at the bottom. Now, what happens is some people tr start immediately now, but many of you I know leave it till afterwards. I mean, during the day you can click on and um, and uh, have a, uh, a add in um, what you've written because I think it's best to write it in a notebook longhand first and then go into um, writing it up. Now, David, we've got here a thing that says comment corner because we need to try and encourage everybody to read the different blog posts. Can you talk us through this one, please? Yes. And uh, for those who've listened from the very beginning, you'll know that I'm very passionate about the blogging side of this and how we can get genuine audience and purpose to your writing. And one of the key aspects of the blog is that you can at any time go back to any of the resources through any of these buttons on any of the days and start writing your blog posts up here. And all of these are checked and approved by either myself or Ian and before they go live. Now, one of the key aspects of uh, blogging is the fact that you can get comments, and we all love comments. The schools I work with, we really develop this so that children are commenting on each other's as well as other people coming in. And I know, even know that I sent some tweets to uh, SS Said, and he's left some comments for children who have been writing book reviews and sentences around uh, Vajat Poor and other books as well. And the children love it. They love getting comments. So if you've not got comments yet, you just have to wait and they will come. But what I've put there is a section called Comment Corner. There's a button there. And if we could all click on that to have a look. And we're going to make this a bit of a regular feature. It might not be every day, but a few times a week where I'm giving you some advice here, um, where we've got that graphic that says quality comments. And they're just those nine words. And if again, if you've been um, listening from the very beginning, you will know what these nine words are. Number one, where we, where we leave a comment, we say something positive. Number two, we ask a question. And number three, we suggest an improvement. And you will see underneath that, there's an image. If you click on the image that is the the picture of a comment, you'll be able to read and go to uh, Harry's blog post. So Harry, I hope you're listening today because I've left a comment for you on your blog post here. And it says, I'll read it out, it's called Dirt, Dirt Bike Track by Harry. And it was around his special place, if you remember from a couple of days ago. He said, my special place is the dirt bike track. It is where I feel free. I feel the feel of the wind in my face. I like the noise of the bikes. I like the feel of going over the jumps. The fields and the woods make it a nice place to be. The smell of the engines, the excitement of the people. This is my happy place. And if you scroll down, you will see that I've left a comment for him. I'm not going to read all my comment out. That's there for you to read. But you'll notice in the comment, I have labeled it. I have put in the one, the two, and the three to make it really clear to Harry that I'm saying something positive, number one. I'm asking a question, number two. And I'm suggesting an improvement for number three. And all Harry needs to do is he, he can click reply and he can write thank you. He can copy and paste his original comment into 
a new comment and make a few changes and show me that he's made some edits and some improvements. And as a teacher, that's showing me progress. It's showing progress in writing and showing everyone else too. And so I think what, what we're going to do is just have a couple of minutes and I'm going to set you a challenge. And the challenge is to go and find somebody's blog post. You can use the um, all listeners posts um, area at the top of the page, or you can use the tag cloud, click on somebody's name, and you will see there's a box when you scroll underneath anybody's blog post where you can leave your comment. And I'd like to have a go at doing the one, two, three. Even in this time, if you only manage to get the one done or the one and the number two, that's fine for today. But I want us to have a practice at doing it. Again, all these will need uh, approving. I will do that whilst they're coming in and whilst we're moving on to the next thing. But we're just going to have a couple of minutes. Now, I don't know, Russell, if we want to have some music or whether you want to do some shout outs whilst we do that. But if I hand over to you, their children can get busy leaving some comments, which will be fantastic. Sounds absolutely fabulous. We'll do some shout outs and uh, and some music. We'll sandwich the two together. Um, I wanted Maria Richards. She's got back in touch. Oh, go on, Russell. Tell the joke. OK, Maria Richards. Here's a better joke for you. And she tags Pi and us in. What's a pirate's favourite letter? I don't know. What's a pirate's letter? No. Okay, fine. Timing is everything. Not really good there as well, which is excellent. Uh, I know, I'm dreadful. Please, steady, steady. It's only your birthday. No, he's going to make it through that. So it's some lovely things there. Here's a, a message from Mr. P. Steady there. Uh, Mr. Panit, thank you very much. I hope you don't mind, but we've added this to our school website, hoping to spread the word. Loved the shows so far. Uh, Mr. P, you are very welcome, and thank you so much indeed. Here's another one as well. This one's from Steph Rhodes, and she wants to say hello to uh, Olivia who is ready and waiting to read along with SF that's coming in just a short while with her signed copy aren't you lucky thanks for the, your lessons Pi and Deputy Mitchell uh, you are very welcome indeed and thanks very much for Steph Rhodes for getting in contact really nice this a very excited person there and that's what we look for as well some lovely photographs there uh, a smiley and uh, not a smiley <laughs> a picture of Jersey and her cat Bud well that's a lovely photograph I just love the cat there as well angelila brett hello morning sf i can't wait to hear you excellent neither can the rest of us mrs foster uh thank you so much indeed uh can listen back oh yes that's another reminder lots of you messaging us and asking can you listen again of course you can as soon as we finish the show, there will be a player on our main front page and you can click there and hear the whole of the show. You can also go into our today's show and our show archive button, which is at the top of the page. It's clearly marked all live shows. And from there, you can not only listen to the show again, pause it, stop it, rewind it, go forward. You can also go through, relive all of the activities. Very important to us that we create whole deliverable package learning activities that anyone can ask, uh, access at any time at all. Ian, what have you got for us? Thank you, Russell. Coming up to 25 past 10 already this morning on Varjak Port Friday. I'm excited for SF Side. Got some shout outs here, though, from Mrs. Prakash. It says, hi, all big thank you. Uh, my son, 10-year-old uh, son, Sachin, eagerly gets ready and enjoys listening to and participating in your show. We know he has been amazing 
during the course of the last two weeks. Thank you to all of the wonderful teachers who make learning such a wonderful experience. You are very welcome. Nina says, Luca and Otto say happy birthday pie. They are tuning in for the first time. So excited. Well, thank you very much. Claire says, thank you all so much for your hard work and giving up your precious time for our children on the radio blogging. You have re-energized our home learning sessions. It's our third day and we are all loving it. 43, 10 and 6 year olds alike. The children's writing has improved in that short time incredible. We won't want to go back to school. We'll miss you too much. Claire, a very grateful mummy. Well, thank you so much, Claire. What a beautiful message. Um, Akbar says Hi, can you do a shout out to my daughter Alicia from Colton Primary School who turns 11 tomorrow. Happy birthday for tomorrow, Alicia. She is an avid listener to your show. We love avid listeners. We love you listening in. It's great to hear from you. Miss Thank you for inspiring my son George to write every day. We're making such a difference. Daisy, one of our friends from Warren Road, as is Zach. Good morning to you. Thank you so much for getting in touch. Rayan says, happy birthday, Pi. Yes, of course, the great Pi Corbett's birthday today. Mr. Thomas, lovely message from Mr. Thomas. I cannot even begin to capture in words the impact this show is having. To see children express themselves freely, be inspired daily and receive such meaningful feedback is magical. Reading the posts each day fills me with pride and I don't even know most of the amazing authors. What is more, to hear from some of the most amazing authors and poets around is a real privilege. As have said, wow, Varjak Paul is a novel all children at Warren Road are reading as part of our core curriculum. What a treat. I cannot wait. Happy Friday, one and all, and happy birthday, Pi. Well, happy Friday to you, Mr. Thomas. Beth and Toby are excited for Varjak Paul Day. Not as excited as I am. Rayan, happy birthday, Pi. Lewis, also happy birthday, Pi, from Lewis Stone School. Have a shout out for Shrisha here. We've also got Abigail. Jessica has been listening to the show for a week and she loves it. Keep on making everybody happy. Well, thank you. You've made us happy and we will try and do the same for you as well. Uh, shout out for everybody in 5S and Miss Shah for being my most favourite teacher. Always a good shout out. Plan that. Sam says, giving a shout out back to Mrs. McCalmont. Uh, Bethany says, I did Joe Wicks and dressed up in my swimming clothes. Brilliant. Love it. Thank you for that window into your world. And finally, Bella says, happy birthday, Pi. Very, very quickly approaching 10.30. Russell, back to you. Thanks very much indeed. Pi, I wonder, because time is getting on. It's all these birthday shout-outs, and we know mm. who's responsible mm. for that. Uh, it's getting that. on. Oh, please don't apologise. You mm. really had very little control over that uh, aspect <laughs> of your life. It's 27 minutes past 10. I wonder perhaps now if you might introduce yeah. our very special guest. Yes, I mean, this This is so exciting because um, I've, I've loved Varjak Poor and, uh, and the follow-up and Phoenix as well. And um, it's quite a, an extraordinary thing. Uh, SF and I don't really know each other. And yet, in a weird way, we do because we have shared this unique imaginative space, this great story about Varjak Poor. We have actually met once. We bumped into each other on a, we were on a train somewhere up north and I recognized him and he knew of me a little bit and we launched into a conversation about our passion for books and stories. So I'm really delighted that SF has been able to join us. He's going to read a chapter for us. And one feature is uh, that we've got is the response. So again, look underneath the last padlet and you'll see sf saeed response padlet click on that 
and it takes you through to another padlet, the SF side Varjak Paul response padlet. So we're going to listen to the chapter that he's chosen to read to us. And you can leave a comment there about the chapter, um, any part of it that struck you, what you liked about it. You can leave a comment for SF. And this is a lovely thing to do because he can go back later on and read what you've written once all the padlets have, uh, once all the comments have been moderated. So I think we're ready now for SF to read to us. This is radioblogging.net, broadcasting live across the planet. Hello, I'm SF Said. I wrote the book Varjak Poor, uh, which was illustrated by Dave McKean, and The Outlaw Varjak Poor, also illustrated by Dave McKean, which follows on where Varjak Poor ends. Uh, and then I wrote the book Phoenix, again, illustrated by Dave McKean, which is a whole different thing. Rather than uh, cats and dogs in Phoenix, it's humans and aliens. Um, I am currently working on a new book called Tiger, uh, with a Y, inspired by the William Blake poem of the same name which is my favorite poem of all time. And I hope that will be ready in the not too distant future. But what I found is it takes as long as it takes to make your books as good as you possibly can. And that is always my aim with every book. So now seven years and three months into the writing of Tiger, I hope it won't be too much longer, uh, but please look out for that one day. Um, I would just like to read you a little bit from Varjak Poor. This is a scene where Varjak is dreaming, uh, and his ancestor, Jalal, the original Mesopotamian blue, is teaching him one of the seven skills of a secret martial art known only to cats in his dreams. Chapter 22. Varjak dreamed. He dreamed he was walking by the Tigris. Zigzag palms swayed in the cinnamon breeze. The sky was vivid with stars. Jalal walked beside him, shimmering in slow time. Varjak breathed in deep and slowed himself down until he felt the energy pulsing inside him. Only then could he clearly see how Jalal was moving. It was different to anything he'd ever imagined. All cats are graceful, but Jalal was a river of energy, like the Tigris, flowing and changing itself at will. Your body, said Jalal, is but a part of you. You are more than your body. You can make it do anything, if you know how. You can dodge any blow. You can strike any enemy. You can win any fight. I will show you how, for that is the fifth skill, and we call it moving circles. His silver blue frame started to twist into shapes as strange as those stars above. First, he made a soft velvet arch of himself. Varjak copied him. He stretched his spine as far as it would go, then a bit further. Next, Jalal's arch curved round on itself, became a fluid figure of eight. Varjak followed him. He made the move. It was a giant stretch. He felt pain, hot, white pain, but he felt something else as well. The energy that pulsed in his belly was changing into a new kind of power. And now Jalal's figure of eight melted into a circle, an endless moving circle. Varjak breathed in deep, followed his ancestor. His whole body shook under the strain, but the power was building up, growing stronger, a warm flow, free and unlimited, a moving circle 
like Jalal. Felt like he was glowing. Good, said Jalal. Now the last movement. Open the circle. Let loose the energy. Take it outwards. Use your momentum to direct the force. Like this. Jalal's paw appeared out of nowhere. A whisker from Varjak's nose. He hadn't seen it coming at all. His eyes widened. If he could master this skill, maybe he could beat anyone. Strike me, said the old cat. Varjak breathed, moved, opened the circle, and Jalal arced aside a moment too late. Varjak skimmed the fur on his shoulder. A surprised smile appeared on Jalal's face. Well, he said, you have travelled far since first we met, Varjakpur. But remember, you take enough and no more. No matter how tempting, you may cause harm only when your life is in danger. His eyes sparkled amber like sunrise, which it is. Now wake up. Thank you. That was just amazing. I'd forgotten how much I enjoy listening to you. Um, oh, SF, where do I start? My goodness. Um, so I guess my first question is, um, it's taken, obviously, Tiger's taken seven and a half years. You've told us that. My goodness. <laughs> so at some point in time, you have to let go and, and the book has to go off to, off to the printers and out it goes. When do you know the time is right? How do you know the time's right? I think what I try to do is... I do everything I possibly can to make it as good as I possibly can. And when I've got as far as I can, then I give it to people whose judgment I trust. Um, so I show it to my publisher, my brilliant editors uh, at David Fickling Books, David Fickling, Rosie Fickling. Um, I show it to my brilliant agent, uh, James Catchpole, Celia Catchpole, uh, and a few other trusted readers, really just a small number of people. And I see what comes back. Um, one very wise thing I was once told about editing, uh, when somebody says there's a problem with the book, they're always right. When they tell you what the problem is and how to fix it, they're always wrong. Um, so I think as long as anybody still has issues, there's still work to be done. They may not necessarily know what the issues are. You, it's your job as the writer to go and find that yourself. And it may be something 50 pages before the thing that they notice. But you have to kind of see what the problem is yourself and, and fix it until the point comes where everybody who is reading the book just goes, yeah, that's great. And, uh, or at least they, they can't find anything more to argue with. And at that point, in a kind of exhausted puddle, you, you let go of it. Um, but it's, it's, you usually know, you usually feel it. it it's, it's always been clear with the, the three books I've, I've managed to finish so far. There, there does come a point where there's not really anything else you can see that, that can improve it. And time has kind of borne that out. When I look back at Varjakpur, the outlaw Varjakpur and, and Phoenix, now I, don't, I still don't see anything that I think I could do any better. You know, perhaps somebody else could, but I, I can't. I'm, that's as good as I could make that story. I've gone as far as I possibly can with it. There's, there's nothing left. You know, that's as far as we could go. And when people sometimes say, do you ever want to do a kind of director's cut with some of the cut scenes? Because an awful lot does get cut. I, I really don't. I really feel the very best stuff is in each one in the very best order it could possibly be in. And there is no more. That, that's it. So, so I think you kind of know when you reach that stage. 
Um, thank you. We've learnt from our interviews with lots of distinguished authors that they've all got something in common, and that's a notebook where they <laughs> make observations of it. May we peek inside your notebook? Just tell the listeners a little bit about the things you write in your notebook, please. Goodness. Well, I, I have more than one notebook, I'm afraid. Uh, I, I have a number of notebooks, uh, one for each project. And uh, there's a sort of general notebook uh, where I write down kind of possible long range ideas. This one has a, a picture of a sort of superhero panda with a cape on the front. And it says ultra power to chase your dreams. Uh, and this is a very good notebook for long range ideas, things I might do one day. Uh, so I, I have all kinds of scribbled ideas, usually sort of four in the morning dream walking up a sunny warm cobbled ancient road uh and it sort of starts like that uh, and there might be an idea for a story i might do one day in that um the kind of ongoing notebook that gets used the most is the one connected to the current book and i have stacks and stacks and stacks of tiger notebooks like you wouldn't believe there's probably oh two feet of tiger notebooks piled up on my desk so the current one uh, which is for draft 14A, the one I'm, I'm currently on, uh, has, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of different things. Um, so on the 27th of March, there's a speculation as to the weapon, the, uh, the big bad character uh, wields at the end of the story in the final battle, thinking it might be something different. Uh, and then talking myself background to the idea that now it is what I've always thought it was, but I could describe it a bit differently and that might work better. Um, there's a very specific note about uh, the exact phrasing of, of something in a chapter uh, that I thought could be done better. Um, there are a couple of little sketches of things. Um, sometimes I find it sort of helpful to visualize a scene by sort of just sketching it where everybody is, what the physical space is. Uh, so there's all kinds of stuff every so often, not so much at this point, actually, uh, but earlier stages in the writing of a book, the, the notebooks will often be very preoccupied with structural matters. So they'll often be a kind of a, a plan uh, to the book. I think lots of writers kind of imagine the shape of a story differently. I sort of have it all laid out almost like a list. It's, it's quite linear in my case, uh, and sort of subdivided into sections, you know, chapters, and uh, so on. Uh, but I know that there are many other writers who do maps. They find that useful. Um, some people do it in spider diagrams. So, I, I mean, I, I, I think having talked to many other writers, um, the, the one thing we all have in common is we all do it differently. Uh, and uh, my biggest advice to anybody interested in writing is find whatever works for you, whatever helps you do your best work, and do that. Don't worry about what anybody else does. Um, you have to find the stuff that works for you. So my notebooks are kind of an embarrassment. They're, they're very messy and uh, chaotic, uh, but they, they do work for me. They help me keep track of the thoughts that kind of flash through your head at any given point in the day or night. Um, there's a place I can sort of put them safely uh, and then I can go and, and use them. Uh, they'll be there for me whenever I need them. And I find that a very helpful kind of thing to have. Thank you for sharing that and allowing us to look inside and behind the front cover and your thinking. It's just breathtaking. I, I love listening to you. I hope we can get another chance to catch up with you again sometime. And thank you so much for joining us, SF Saeed, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to talk always.
Well, that was that that was really something very special. I loved hearing about the use of the notebooks. In many of our schools, we call these magpie books. It's the same idea, jotting down thoughts, ideas, gathering vocabulary, taking down notes about things that you might include in a story or not, noticing things, a sort of a gathering of ideas, a place where you start thinking before you commit yourself sometimes to uh, paper. Well, if we go back to the response padlet, I know SF will love reading those comments there, um, and already people have written quite a lot. Well, we're near the end of the show. We set the scene with our story about Zelda Claw, and if you look at the orange rectangle just under comment corner, it says introducing suspense. So for this particular section of the story, we've got our main character in a dodgy setting, and now we're going to introduce suspense. I'll just read my little model here and talk about it. At that moment, Zelda heard something crawling along the pavement, hidden by shadows. A vague shape slipped into a doorway. A green eye flickered. Zelda's fur prickled as she watched. What was it? So what we've done here is, in the first section, we've got a main character in dodgy weather, in the darkness, looking for somewhere to get out of the rain. And then we introduce something, a threat. And I'll just comment on one or two things that might be handy when you're writing. I've used there what I would call a dramatic opener. At that moment, in an instant, out of the blue, without warning, suddenly, my main character hears something. And that's always scary because you don't know what it is. And in this instance, it's something. That's an empty word. Empty words are words that hide whatever it is. And they're very useful when you're creating suspense. Hide it so that the reader's imagination has to work. So words like something, a shadow, an outline, a silhouette appeared. And then we've got, oh, there it is again, another empty one. A vague shape slipped into a doorway. So the main character hears something and then catches a glimpse. And in this case, it's the shadow. Or a, and a green eye, a short, tight, punchy sentence. A green eye flickered. Zelda's first, and now we've got the reaction of our main character prickled as she watched. And again, that relative question to get the reader thinking, what was it? And then, of course, the next bit that happens, we're going to reveal what it is, and there's going to be some sort of fight or a chase, something like that. And if you look at, um, you've got my little model there that you could use to introduce suspense to your story. But if you look at Varjak's, uh, Varjak Poor, uh, there are a lot of passages in there that are really, really exciting. So you can use my model and you can go to the great master and read very carefully Varjak Poor with an eye as a writer thinking, how is he doing it? And that will help you. Now, Russell, we're coming to the very end of the uh, session and we've got the extension task. So I'm clicking on that um, and it's another breaking news opportunity because Monday we are looking at aliens, aliens and UFOs for Monday. And at the very beginning of the session, I was saying that um, uh, only two people had actually um, performed for us uh, and put up an audio. Now, the audio padlet is at the bottom of this page. It says perform your writing. And there you can see Sachin. Just click on that. And you can hear her. And Oliver 
we've got his um, after the blue cat dreamed he appeared tiny after the blue cat dreamed his fur went emerald etc so let's hope we get a lot more uh, recordings and then we can have a good choice uh, for Monday to start the show off and what I've done is I've written uh, an example but um, if you listen to the way Sachin has done it what she does is she takes my model, my example, but she makes it completely her own. In other words, she gets the idea and says, OK, I'm going to do it like this. Breaking news, aliens sighted. We are interrupting this program to announce that aliens have been sighted in Battersea. Last night, strange lights were seen in the sky over London. Local Battersea residents reported this morning that tiny alien figures have been seen riding on the backs of cats and dogs. Police have yet to be able to detain any of the aliens, and it is not yet known if they are friendly. Call 101010 if you see strange lights at night or your cat seems unduly disturbed. So, breaking news, jot it down in your notebook, craft it, try reading it aloud. When you are really pleased with it, write it up and then go to the bottom of the page and you can get it on the Padlet there, create an audio uh, and it talks you through there. It's relatively straightforward. Um, uh, the instructions are above. Uh, if you get in trouble, get in touch with us and David or Ian will help you out with that so that um, we can start Monday with a really, really um, good starting point. And next week we are going to be looking at uh, aliens we are and UFOs. We are going to be looking at spies. There will be codes, there will be secret messages and gadgets. On Wednesday, we have a big surprise. So it's surprise Wednesday. And I thought on Thursday, we would look at dinosaurs, iguanas, crocodiles, snakes. We're going to have reptilian Thursday. And very, very exciting on Friday, Kieran Larwood, who wrote Podkin One Ear, one of the great, great stories, an absolute cracking read. Kieran will be with us. There's an interview with Kieran, and he is going to read from Podkin One Ear. So I'm really, really, Russell, I am so looking forward to that. I want to thank everybody today for your birthday wishes. That is really kind of you. Thank you so much for spending the time with us and joining in. Keep being creative, keep writing, keep making things. And thank you to to SF, who's joined in. And uh, I'm sure, well, I know that he's enjoyed the show. And what a tremendous reading that was, Russell. What I, a gem. I thought so, too. And, and so generous giving of, of his time to, uh, yes. to allow us to peek inside a book. These books are often quite private things. Uh, mm. And he very generously gave us an insight, which I feel honoured and privileged, really. So thank you. Many happy returns of the day, Pine. Thanks so much for a brilliant show. Absolutely stunning. Uh, really good. Ian, final shout outs from you as we wind this up. Another record breaking show. And we have had so many shout outs, haven't we? We certainly have, yes. 13 minutes to 11. It's been wonderful, wonderful morning this morning. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Eden, May and Fred, happy birthday, Pi. Starting the radio blogging adventure today. We may only be five years old, but we love reading and writing. Loving the activities already. Cannot wait for SF Side. Apparently, it's one of Mummy's favourite authors. And I hope Mummy enjoyed it. And I hope you enjoyed it as well. A shout out to Marnie. A shout out to Bethany as well. We've also got a shout out to Felix, who's listening. Mrs. Murrin. Many happy returns, Pi. Stone with Woodford. Out in force. Absolutely, as they always are. Thank you so much. Precious says happy birthday as well. Gabby from Warren Road. 
I uh, hope you have a spectacular day, Pi. Charlotte from Warren Road, a shout out for you as well. Sachi, the Zelda Claw paragraph is what we were learning as a story map before school <laughs> got closed. How about that? That is incredible. Well, I'm glad you've listened and I hope you enjoyed it this morning. Also, Stephen says happy birthday. And Jack, thank you for your show today. Wishing all my teachers and friends at Warren Road a very happy Easter. We've got some more shout outs as well. I'd like to get through them. Bella, a shout out for you. Archie, have a good day, everyone. Absolutely will. Thank you. Luca, I love your show. I'm being inspired to write. It's funny and you play good games. Thank you. We love the games. Um, Aaron says, hi, guys. Best day. I've slept too much to do this. I can't believe I missed out. Oh, don't worry. You can always listen again on the homepage. Russell will package this up beautifully and it will be available to listen again very soon after the show shout out for noah and for ashley mrs m well done to everyone at elstow school working remotely at home uh, and also amelia mrs blenko we're loving your live lessons at bartney junior school tell you what there's some new schools coming through today some new names and you are most welcome erin has said well done you and great work lovely writing commenting on other people's posts as well noah a shout out for you and miss sharrock and the rest of 6s there you are a shout out for you and also allison says um uh, commenting on somebody's post i love piles of wood and thank you for taking the time for commenting on other people's work we have some really really lovely shout outs and comments and emails this morning don't forget if you would like to give a shout out to somebody uh, we're on air again this afternoon at 2:15 on radioblogging.net russell is going to be joining me this afternoon and i am very excited by that so we're going to do a joint host this afternoon but also all request sunday is back on sunday at three uh, somebody did leave a message to say are you on next week and during the holidays yes we are we are on air from 9 30 every morning so if you'd like to start your day with us on radioblogging.net, you are most welcome because we would love to have you. And as you've heard Pi say this morning, there are some wonderful activities, really exciting things to look forward to. Exactly 10 minutes to 10. Russell, back to you to close the show. Thank you so much indeed. Deputy Mitchell, uh, housekeeping messages for over the weekend activities, perhaps. Yes, well, we've had we've had record-breaking numbers, and what a day! What a day to reveal that we've had now over one hundred thousand visitors onto the site to look at the writing. I know, I know, amazing! One hundred thousand—it's fantastic. People from all over seventy-eight countries, and the latest being Zimbabwe in uh, in Africa. There, so you know, these people are coming and they are reading what the children are writing. And again, we've had—I've just done some calculations over 10,000 entries either blog posts or padlet entries in the last uh, 10 shows which again is fantastic so keep them coming you can as we've said on the show you can come back to this and craft your blog posts and uh, enter them throughout the day we'll be here um, to approve them as and when and hopefully we'll be getting comments for you we have those amazing volunteers who will be leaving some comments so look out for those as well but yes um, it's been a fantastic day absolutely brilliant um, I, I couldn't have wished for any better Russell it's been amazing hasn't it it has been lovely I think the highlight for me was SF and then secondly Rachel or how fantastic having and, and she just performed that this morning uh, she it's the first time 
listening to the show today so uh, she kind of stumbled across us by accident and then able to just uh, whip us up a beautiful rendition bless you bless you indeed and thank you so much indeed well we are just a few minutes to five to eleven we have overstretched and thank you so much for sticking with us the whole of the show is packaged up and put on there again for you to enjoy we are back at 2.15 today the Ian and Russell show what a hoot and a half that is you just want to join us get your requests into us as well radioblogging at gmail.com we'd love to play some fabulous tunes for you and of course Ian and I are back on Sunday at three o'clock just to give you a lift in the afternoon with our all request Sunday until then thank you so much we'll catch you Monday 9 30 and I hope you've enjoyed this very special show thank you to all our guests especially to SF and all of the effort that everyone's put in and thank you to you for listening yo yo what up this is Lunch Money Lewis hey I'm John Newman hey what's up this is Fergie Ferg Woo! A children's radio blogging show broadcast into homes and schools across the world. Join Pie Corbett, Russell Prue, Ian Rocky, and David Mitchell live each weekday at 9:30 a.m. Online radio live blogging. This is radioblogging.net. <laughs> <laughs>